man. Well, well, well. Beautiful people. Best damn nation. It is Wednesday, and you know what time it is. It is the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. I'm your humble host, Brian Renegade, and with me, I have the best damn group. Uh, first of all, I have to mention the champ in the house. The champ is here. That's right. Officially, Johnny Three Belts. Uh, Mr. Everything got all the gold in this thing. He's your mama's favorite wrestler. And he can whoop your daddy ass. Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. Your dad gonna rock and kick your daddy's butt. I, I beat Gunner. Ladies and gentlemen, I accept in a ring. With the legend Gunner, uh, also known as Jackson Riker. I beat him for the one, two, three for the Square Circle Championship Wrestling Heavyweight title. I am now victim three belts, and I'm on my way to belt number four when I stepped in the ring with Kerry Morton for the NWA. Junior heavyweight championship, man. I'm collecting titles around here. They're gonna call me Mr. T after a while. All the gold and platinum. I'm gonna get it, Kyrie. <laughs> oh man, you out here uh, like Thanos collecting Infinity Stones and shit. Uh, I see Mr. Everything doing your thing, man. Congratulations on your uh, your new title win, sir. Uh, are you excited? Man, I'm so excited for this next uh, title match. Um, the news has covered it, the local news. Uh, I've heard like a lot of media is going to be there. Of course, you know, the NWA is going to cover it and watch over. So it's going to be win, lose, or draw. It's going to be a lot of big things coming out of this match. Uh, Kerry's one spectacular talent. Of course, you know, his father is Ricky Morton, so he has to be a spectacular talent to come for somebody of a lineage like Ricky Morton. However, he's not Mr. Everything. So, Kerry Moore is about to bring everything he got, including whatever his daddy got, to be able to walk out still the NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion if he's going to step in the ring with Mr. Everything. Oh, man. He said, bring everything you got, your daddy got, your granddaddy, your great-grandmama, the whole family. You ready to fight the whole family tree, ain't you? <laughs> All of them. Robert Gibson, too. I, I'll fight him, too. Again. I stepped in the ring with Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson before. I'm sure uh, Kerry's going to be not a pushover, but he ain't going to be too hard to beat either. Oh, man, I hear you missed everything. Well, look, tough talk coming from the champ. Uh, congratulations, sir, on your on your uh, your win. Uh, you just adding trophies uh, to the wall. Um it was a. It was a. I posted the picture of your your title run, and a, a new member came on the page. He was like, "Who is that?" I was like, "That is him. <laughs> he is him. Simply referred to as him, uh, the man." Uh, but congratulations, Mister Everything, on your win. Let's Thank go to the the man, the myth, the legend. The Renaissance man himself, LPZ, was heading. Can't hear you, brother. 
there you go. I was I was trying to do something on my TV. That's why I was. <laughs> I was actually trying to catch up on Monday because I didn't even watch Monday yet. Oh man, there was a lot of stuff that went down, man. Uh, we still buzzing off of Puerto Rico. Uh, friends, you know, they had backlash in Puerto Rico. And you know what? Since we already talked about it, let's go ahead and get into it. Beautiful people, you know it's my favorite time of the day. On Wednesdays, we have to do it. It's hot topics. Um, first of all, I want to go around and I want you guys to give me a grade on this year's backlash um it's a lot of good things that's been said about this backlash this is the highest grossing backlash ever and the most watched backlash in wwe history um the crowd was absolutely hot like lava it ain't too many crowds that's like that i know the, the crowd in cardiff uh was like that and then the crowd in montreal was like that but hey man the puerto ricans came in and showed out <laughs> they came in and showed out man uh i want you guys to give me a grade you know how we do it. we got to go back to school and give a grade for this year's back excuse me class class shut up LPZ, we go to the genie of the best damn wrestling podcast, man. What grade would you give Backlash, man? And what did you think about the entire event? I, uh, I give it a B plus. Um, I'm not gonna give it an A because it wasn't that kind of a pay per view, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was. I thought it was a really good pay per view. I thought they. I wish they put this kind of energy in every pay-per-view, but that they put in this one. I think they would make the, all the events better. I know they were going extra because of where it was at and the whole atmosphere and the whole Bad Bunny and you know all the stuff that they did. But if they did that at every pay-per-view, man, WWE would officially be back uh, yeah. to what it used to be. But yeah, I thought I thought I thought all the matches were pretty good. Um, I didn't care for the triple threat match. Uh, it was all right, but it was it, it ended how I thought it was going to end. It was nothing spectacular about it. Um, the Brock, Brock and Cody match, I I tell you, I'm, I'm not watching no more Brock Lesnar matches for the rest of the year. If Brock Lesnar got a match, <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it because his matches always end on some mess, like every time. Like I I don't know, I don't even know if that match ended the way it was supposed to end. I don't know if they cut it because of the blood or what was going on with that, but uh, I like it. Made me smile the fact that I know Vince is probably backstage having a heart attack <laughs> <laughs> because of that blood and there wasn't nothing they could do about it. So yeah. I'm, glad it, I'm glad they didn't stop it and staple his head up and all that. They kept, I, I don't think they could have stopped it because Cody kept going and Brock kept going. So I'm pretty sure there was some, some stuff backstage that would love to be in the fly on the wall. Um, but I, I think it made that match better. Like it made that match better. That match was not that great. So uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely beat. Yeah, we'll we'll get into the uh, the Cody versus Brock and some of the rest of the matches, man. 
Uh, we had some shockers in there, too, that I didn't think were going to be good, but ended up being one of those matches that I needed to see. <laughs> so we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, let's go to the wrestler of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Mr. Everything, what grade would you give this backlash, man? And what did you think about the overall event? Uh, I would definitely give it an A. Everybody went out there and stepped up their game. Everyone went out there like as if they had something to prove. Um, shout out to Zelina Vega, who was overwhelmed with emotion, was still kept it together, went out there with her chocolates. <laughs> she went out there with the chocolates, man. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, I popped big for that spot. Um, I, I would have to give it. I would give it a bigger grade had it not been for the finish between Brock and Cody. Uh, like LP said, I don't know if that was changed at last minute because of the blood or whatever, or maybe Brock couldn't see because of that shiner he had on his eye or what. But I feel like everybody went up there and stepped up. Even the triple threat with um, uh, Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory, and uh, Bronson Reed. I, I wasn't really... I wasn't excited. I didn't even care that they were having that match. Actually, I didn't even know that match was even going on until uh, they started walking to the ring. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to give me something to eat. And they went out there and got busy, too. So I would really have to give this back, this backlash, this pay-per-view, a really good A. A really good A. Everybody stepped up. And, and with it being in Puerto Rico, and let's talk about that just for a quick second. When we, when we just, when Brian just said how the crowds have become so much bigger in Cardiff and uh, Saudi Arabia and Puerto Rico, how they really gave the wrestlers their energy and their admiration and their appreciation. Why can't we do that here? What's going on in the U.S.? Where we are like we too good to get up and, and cheer and clap and, and enjoy ourselves. Like why does the why does the WWE superstars or just wrestlers period gotta go outside the country to feel appreciated for the things that we're doing by putting our bodies on the line and you wanna sit on your hands as if you don't really care. You know, so um, that's something that really, that really needs to be thought about in the U.S. But other than that, man, I don't want to go too long. Other than that, yeah, give it an A for backlash. Yeah, man, I think we're spoiled with the familiar. You know what I'm saying? When we see a lot of these stars a lot and we have access to them, um, they become less valuable whenever the WWE uh, and entertainers go to other countries, even rappers and, and singers, when they go to other countries, they're not there all the time. So the appreciation uh, for them being there is greater uh, and they show be- greater appreciation, man. And you can see it in some of these matches uh, when WWE goes overseas. Uh, the next event is in Saudi Arabia. Um, I will see how that crowd um, is going to interact. But, man, that crowd in Puerto Rico was off the hook. Uh, every time, I think one of my favorite things about that entire crowd, and I would give the event backlash a, I would give it a. Um, it really hit on all cylinders for me. I don't, I don't think that there was one bad match in this whole entire lineup. And uh, oh, obviously there was a couple of you know 
hits and misses, a couple of mistakes. But other than that, man, the entire event was good from top to bottom. Bianca and EO Sky was an instant classic. I knew that that match was going to be good. And EO, surprisingly, EO got a huge pop. LP, we talked about it last podcast. You was like, is EO good? Is she really good? Did you not hear that crowd? Yeah, that's because they don't like us over there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they that's hear because, us. That's because <laughs> they uh, hear us. Just a little light skin. That's it. Uh, nah, they, they want to Bianca. They want to Bianca to lose. Like, yeah, they, they don't like they they don't like us like that over there. So I I, I kind of felt that was gonna happen. I felt I felt like that was gonna happen. But I, I mean, it was good for EO Sky. I think now they're probably gonna push her a little bit for probably she may be the person to beat Bianca. Um, I still don't think she got much of a character. I think she just EO Scott. Like they don't really see much of her character, but right. if she if she gets the belt, how you know, how how would she you know, I I think you kinda of briefly talked about it before. I think sometimes with the belt is a little bit more political. Um Bianca is a great fit because not only is she black, she's very positive, she tours a lot, you know, yada yada yada. But she's been had the belt for a while. So if somebody like EO, EO Sky get the belt, they're going to throw over. I don't think she, she don't seem to speak English that great. She speaks a little bit, but she's kind of like Oscar. You know, she don't really speak it fluently. So it'll be interesting um, what they decide to do. Uh, that's why I think they keep the belt in certain people's hands now. Like, it's more political than it used to be. I think it's extremely more political than it used to be. And that's why certain people only get the belt versus other yeah, I mean, obviously, there's some some politics to that, and and businesses too. Like, who's going to really push the product forward, man? Bianca is definitely a great representative for the WWE. She's probably the biggest babyface on the brand. Um, if she, I mean, men, men and women alike, she's probably the biggest babyface on the brand. Um, and for her to be as dominant as she has been. Uh, on on Monday Night Raw, and now she's on SmackDown. So I'm interested to see how the SmackDown crowd reacts to that, and if Bianca is going to reinvent herself, or she's still going to be the same, you know, champion that she's been. Uh, I know that she has a little criticism about people saying that she's a boring champion, but she's been champion nonetheless, and she's been holding it down uh, for the WWE for a while. But the the pop that EO Sky got. On Saturday, man, really made me think, hey, man, EO is next in line. And I think that the uppers cannot neglect the fact that EO had a huge pop in that arena, man. And then if they listening to it, um, EO was feeling herself a little bit. You know, she was taking a little bit of extra time, showing out to the crowds. I'm like, EO, just go ahead and hit your moves. <laughs> just go ahead and hit your moves. Um, but... Overall, I thought that that match was really good. Uh, what did you think about the uh, the Bianca Belair versus EO Sky match, LP? Oh, I thought I thought it was real good. It, it surprised me because, like I said, I don't know that much about EO Sky, so I didn't think it was going to be a squash match. But I didn't really know what to expect. But uh, I thought the pacing was great. You know, using Bianca's strength versus EO's mobility, and I mean the way they did it was a it was it was a good match. Like. Damage control has really been holding that girl back since <laughs> since she's been there. Like, because with damage control, I like damage control, but I never really gave her. She never did nothing to, to impress me in these matches. But that 
really good show that she, yeah, she, she's good. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a matter of what they decide to do with her now that uh, what they say it's a fluke. Let's you know. Let's let's see how her uh, response is. Well, she's on SmackDown, right? SmackDown, yeah. Yeah, so let's, I'm pretty sure she'll probably get a pop a little bit. Just press off the pay per view. Uh, come with me. I guess Damage is still about to break up. I don't think she's on that. But if Damage control breaks up, this is the thing I spoke about before. Does she become a face? And if she becomes a face, does Bianca go heal? Like a lot of people want Bianca to go heal. They everybody like, oh, she got to go heal, but Bianca not really going to heal straight yet. But I think Bianca will be a good heel. But Bianca is a representative, so <laughs> are they going to do that? So it's a lot. It's a lot, and it's a lot in that equation. Yeah, it is a lot in that equation, and uh, you alluded to um, to the group damage control possibly breaking up during the match. Bailey and Dakota Kai came down to help EO, and I don't think that EO needed the help, but that kind of is going to further the storyline of damage control breaking up. Mr. Everything, I got a question for you. Do you think uh, Bailey's booty interfered in that match? <laughs> <laughs> A booty, a booty interfered. Listen, uh, they they had this thing where she puts sky in the back of her head, and most people didn't notice it because of the pants that she had on. Uh, and people forget that Bailey is uh, she got some she got some uh, some Spanish in her blood, uh, so she came out to represent too. I think all of the you know the people who has has a little bit of, of Spanish in them. Uh, and Spanish is a language, so forgive me, but you you guys know what I mean. They they have that uh, that influence Latino. in Latino, 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 yeah, that's, that's where I was looking like Latino, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so Bailey is a Latina, I think she has that in her family. Also, Cody, man, Cody is half Cuban, I don't know if you knew that. Uh, Cody is half Cuban, um, Zelina Vega is, is Puerto Rican, and she. She definitely got love, man. Let's talk about this match real quick because her reception um, just sent chills down my spine. It made me almost cry. You know, it's only it's certain moments in wrestling that make you want to cry a little bit. That almost made me cry. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can feel it well enough because of the reception that she got. And I think that was one of the moments where Selena Vega... Um, she felt like she got her flowers on that night. I think that was her WrestleMania. I don't think it gets any bigger than that for her. Even if she wins the, the title, I don't think that she's ever going to get the type of reception that she got that night. And the emotion that she felt um, for being a representative of the Latin community and representing the LWO and also having her moment in the sun, main eventing a pay-per-view after WrestleMania was a huge moment for her. And you can feel it and, and and the crowd gave her a thunderous reception. I don't know what they were saying, but it sounded like Ale Pumay. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. <laughs> you know, it gave me that vibe. Ale Pumay. I could I couldn't remember what they were saying exactly. Um, but man, just the reception that she got, I think was well uh worth it, man. And I think she deserved that. And she showed up and showed out for her peoples. Mr. Everything, what did you think about 
uh, Selena Vega. And how much do you think representation really mattered in this event? Man, it was all about representation in this event. You had Selena Vega having a, a big pay-per-view moment, which she's not had in a very long time. Um, and she went out there and got busy. She went out there and showed that she does belong on uh, a main event stage. She does belong out there in title situations. Um, yeah, she, she went, really went out there and represented very well. Uh, she represented her family. She represented the country of Puerto Rico. Um, is, is, wait, Puerto Rico a country or is it, what is it like, is it territory? Whatever it's a territory. it is. First, first of all, first of all, I got to say this. Puerto Rico is a United States territory. Puerto Rico okay. is America. A lot of people don't, a lot of Puerto Ricans probably don't feel like that if they live on the island. If you live on the island anywhere in the United States territory, you really don't feel American until you come to mainland. A lot of people will tell you that. But Puerto Rico is part of the United States. Um, and for that group to be acknowledged, uh, I mean, they got behind, I mean, the Board of Tourism got behind them. I mean, they really poured everything into this event to be able to not only promote Puerto Rico itself, um, but also the Puerto Rican talent. And I think this is one of the, the few events where the identity of being uh, Puerto Rican or, or a, a Latin, uh, uh, having that Latin influence was so overwhelming for the whole event, became part of the identity for the event. You know what I'm saying? It like, you know, the, the event had its own identity. And it, the, the culture that Puerto Rico brought to it um, was absolutely amazing. So yeah, uh, it's part of the United States <laughs> for all of those who don't know. But go ahead, Mr. Everything. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, Zelina definitely went out there. She represented very well. And it is about representation. I mean, look at how um, someone like if, we, if they went over to Wales um, and they would have Drew McIntyre represent the company. They went over to Japan and had Shisuke Nakamura represent the country, um, represent the company. And in terms of where they're at, um, when Coffee won Coffee Mania, you know, they went over to Africa and did a bunch of things. So it's about representation. And we, and we just talked about Bianca Belair being a representative of um, a black culture, black women, black strong women. Uh, and Zelina Vega went out there and represented Puerto Rico very, very well. Uh, she had an amazing match with um, Rhea Ripley, which no one actually, I don't think anyone really gave um, Zelina any credit to really get in there and step in the ring toe-to-toe -to -toe with Rhea Ripley. But however, we got to think about it. In in history, the, the, the what, Darius versus Goliath style matches have worked very well. It was Zelina coming from LWO, Head by Rey Mysterio, who is the biggest little man in ever of professional wrestling. She definitely was the Rey Mysterio of the female division for WWE this past weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. When when Selena Vega was here and she was with uh, Los Lotharios, um, not was, I'm sorry, she wasn't with Los Lotharios. She was with um, Andrade. And uh, Angel Garza, and they were a faction together. 
And I really liked Selena's work within that. And then all of a sudden she got fired amongst uh, a slew of people who were released. And when she came back, a lot of people were like, oh, why is Selena back? What is she going to do? And I'm like, Selena was one of the best uh, kept secrets in the WWE. She can talk. She was small in stature. But if she wasn't small in stature, she would definitely be champion. She, I think she would definitely be champion if she wasn't so small in stature. Um, but to be honest with you, I, I love Selena's work back then. And I, I think that she's where she needs to be. And I want to see her um, play more of a figure in in the women's division. But right now, she's doing really well promoting the LWO. And the LWO right now, man, I think they're on the top of merchandising list uh, for uh, the most sold merchandise within the WWE, even within its short existence. Uh, and I think it's going to really grow and, and gain some traction. So I'm, I'm excited that Selena Vega got her uh, her time in the sun. Rhea Ripley looked dominant as always. That riptide that you hit at the end and that folding pin, uh, it, it looks... Well, you want to say something about that LP? Let's, let's talk about this pin real quick. <laughs> Well, before you before you get to that, before you get to that, real quick, I do have to disagree with you really quick in terms of Zelina Vega's small stature because let's not forget Alexa Bliss, who is also as small, maybe even smaller than Zelina Vega, was champion for Raw and SmackDown. So Zelina does have what it takes to become champion. You just got to give her that moment to be able to have um, that time. But yes, let's get to Rhea Ripley's. Crocodile pen, if we don't mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's talk about it. Uh, it looks really sexual in nature. I'm not sure if it's meant to be that way. Uh, but the way that she's folding these girls over like uh, like bad laundry, I just want to talk about it. What do you think about that pen uh, that Rhea Ripley has and, and her staple as pen? And to be honest with you, we see a trend of women uh, really putting their stamps on their pins. So like Rhea Ripley has her fold over pin. Uh, Jay Cargill has her uh, pin after she does a move. She licks her fingers, which is kind of gross after you've been grabbing sweaty women all in the ring. But uh, <laughs> just in general, uh, a lot of women are starting to put their stamps on these pins, man. What do you think about this pin? And do you think it's overly sexual in nature? Uh, you know, it's not overly sexual. I mean, we don't have nothing left when it comes to sexual stuff in wrestling anymore. <laughs> it's, it's nice to see every now and then. I know everything is so PC now. Um, but it's, it's, good to see. Yeah, it's good to see. It's definitely meant to be what it is. Like, any man would have wanted to be like, yes, you can pin me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would let Rio pin me for a 10 count. So, I, don't think, I think every man loves that. Um, it's it's good to see that kind of stuff. I mean, it's wrestling, and majority of men watch wrestling. Let's be honest. You got the kids and you got women, but I'm pretty sure men are still the main demographic of wrestling. So it's still good to uh, to see. And I think some of the other females are are, are picking on it. We, we we came up in the days where Stacy the Keebler used to bend over and get under the ropes. And uh, who was it? Not Selena Vega, but it was another chick, Melina. Melina used to be split. And go under the ropes. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it was something yeah. that we don't see anymore. So it's it's still good to see uh, every every now and then. But uh, 
and I gotta say this earlier, but yeah, you, you hit on the key with me. Excuse me. With Selena Vega, with all the stuff she went through, that's another thing that I really think that people got behind her. Because remember, I don't know if she's still streaming, but she was one of the ones who was like, hey, I make more money doing this than, than I'm doing with y'all, so I ain't going nowhere. And right. I know they that. So I don't know, I don't know how that works. So I, I still buy her with that because I didn't like the way WWE was trying to stop these people from making money. Because you gotta make money. You're a contract worker, you're not even a that's a whole nother system. But um I, I was really happy for her. And she's big in the anime community and the gaming community. So she, she has a big following too. Right. You, put, you put her over there with everybody knew she wasn't gonna win. Let's just be honest. But <laughs> what I thought they should have did, and you know they don't ever do this anymore, they could have let her win and then Rhea could have won the belt back uh, Monday. Like, do you remember when people used to win on a pay per view? The next night, so I'm gonna give you an example of that. Zach Ryder, Zach Ryder won a ladder match for I believe it was either the Intercontinental or the United States Championship. He won, and then the night after that, he had another type championship match and then lost the belt. Uh, so that was one of those instances where I don't think he was supposed to win, but he won anyway. <laughs> uh, just seem like I remember either Jericho or somebody else, something like that happened to one of them too, where they lost that that weekend and then they won it back. So just for the pop, they could have they and it wouldn't have hurt Rhea at all. No. Got the belt back. I really felt like since they didn't let Drew win it in corporate, they don't never let no they don't never let the hometown person win. Mm. They should like, you know what guys? Let her win. The place would that place would explode. Like the roof would have <laughs> would have been oh. flat overseas. Oh, the whole <laughs> island would have sunk. <laughs> the whole island would have went underwater. Yeah. That, you posed a good question, uh, and I'm I'm a compound the two questions that I had, Mister Everything. Um, what do you think about uh, the signature poses? Excuse me, signature pins uh, that some of these women are doing. And another question is, do you think that the WWE missed the opportunity to pass an up and rising star a belt on a nuclear night? Do you think they should have called the Hail Mary and gave Selena Vega the belt? Um, so the first question, the signature pens, um, and turn and and the complexity of wrestling, you always want to have something that people's always going to say, you know what? I know her because of this. I know him because of this. I know them because of this move. RKO, Randy Orton, uh, Floating Bro, Matt Riddle, uh, the, uh, whatever Rhea Ripley's finisher is. I can't even think of it Rip right time. now. But Rip time, yes. Yeah. You know, you always going to think of someone with that. Uh, and actually, her crocodile pin goes back. I want to say it was uh, uh, the fabulous Moolah. I want to say that was Moolah's original style of how she would pin people to ensure that they wasn't kicking out. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's, that could be an homage to... It's definitely an homage to someone who's done it before she did it. Um, you know, wrestling, wrestling is one of those things where everything is recycled. Oh. Hold on one second, guys. I'm sorry. 
Yeah. Man, that's um, yeah, it's 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 one of those things where things are recycled. In terms of the nuclear eruption they would have gotten if they would have had Zelina Vega win the title Saturday, yes, they did miss the opportunity. Can they get it back again? Yes, I truly believe they can get it back. Would it be as loud as it was before? Definitely not, because that's Puerto Rico. That's the representation of our country. Um, but you you have to put her in a right position for the crowd to really explode as loud as they can. Because truthfully, no one expects Zelina to win. And that's how it's going to be for a good while. And I think that WWE can come back from that if they keep pushing it to make it seem like she's never going to win. And then she out of nowhere wins the big one. Let's say SummerSlam. Let's let her win it in SummerSlam. That'll be really big for her. Um, yeah, and let her have it I, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. I, and LP appreciate you saying too. I really think that they missed the opportunity uh, to be able to to make a huge impact. And like you, like, like LP said, I don't think Real would have lost anything from losing because she could have got it right back and then and then still be a, a dominant champion. But if I believe if Zelina Vega would have won. She would have got the same pop that Bad Bunny got. And let me transition over to that match. Because well, well, before you do that, before you do that, uh, let's think about it. If they would have given Zelina the title on Saturday and they turn around and give her right back to Rhea on Monday or Friday or whenever, then they would have just been, we just did it for her because she's a whole time hero. It wouldn't have I would have, I would have been okay with it. <laughs> I would have been okay with but it. Then, but then you got to think about it long term. You're going to have a lot of people turn on either um, Zelina or they're going to turn on WWE. Like a lot of people would have gotten so pissed off because they would have said, oh, you just did it because, because she was in Puerto Rico. Not because she really worked, worked hard for it. Not because she truly deserves it. You only did it because she was in her hometown. If you if you would give it to her and let her keep it keep for a while, then people would have been behind her a lot more. But if you put it on her and take it right back off her, she would her right back to the end of the line, and we would have forgotten about Selena Vega, and we'd just be thinking about the LWO, and she'd just be another manager just walking around doing nothing. She's still about to go back to the bottom of Selena. Selena Vega is not about to be a main wrestler right now. Yes, I, I think so. Let's calm down. Let's calm down. Selena Vega is going <laughs> she got her moment. That's why I say they could let her have her moment. You got they got too many. They don't add it. How many wrestlers females did they add in the draft? Like six? With the with the women they already have? And you talking about Selena Vega about to get a push? Stop it. So Selena <laughs> Vega is about to go back to the NWO or the NWO, the LWO. And do what she's been doing because it's been working for her. She don't want to wrestle. She ain't got to wrestle. She's getting a check for managing right now. Like, you know, she's not she's not about to wrestle this week. I would be surprised. But no, nah, they could have gave her the belt. Let let her get squashed on Friday night. That she let's say Rhea Rhea took her lightly or whatever. Then Rhea came in and took it seriously. It's not like when, when Bianca lost the belt. From Becky, and then she got back later on. Like that was that was something totally different. This right here was just been a moment. Sometimes you got to give a moment to the fans. Like I watched a video. I'm making sure 
I watched a video last week and I made a sentence to you guys in the inbox. They were like, all the times that WWE didn't do what the fans wanted to do. Like, if Vince thinks you want to do it, he's not going to do it. He's going to do the opposite. That's why he's not going to get a hurt business back. Because too many people want it and Vince is like, uh, I'm not going to do it unless he decides to do it. I'm going to send y'all that video and I want y'all to watch that video. They talked about when uh, the fans wanted Zack Ryder to be a deck. Nah, uh, yeah, Zack Ryder. They wanted Zack Ryder to be that guy. Like he he organically Vince like no Rusev. Let's not forget about Rusev. The fans wanted Rusev. Oh. Uh, they wanted at that time the fans wanted Daniel Bryant to win, and he got that Batista win that Royal Rumble. Like if Vince don't want you to, if you're gonna tell him what to do, we ain't never getting a hurt business back because we want it back. So. It's okay. They need to start giving stuff for the fans every now and then. Like, it's okay. It's wrestling. People are not going to... Some people may stop watching for a while, but they always end up coming back. You don't got no choice unless you watch AEW or WWE. I don't know where you watch New Japan at, but it don't come on none of my TVs that I've seen. So, and I don't got time to be in New Japan. I used to watch Ring of Honor when I didn't have cable. Ring of Honor was the only wrestling I had. I would watch that every week. Ring of Honor used to come on two times on Sunday. Oh, fuck. He just come on in the daytime in the same in episode. And I, and I could tell you everybody on Ring of Honor at that time because that's all I had. So, yeah, WWE got sometimes, sometimes you just got to say the hell with it. Somebody going to be mad no matter what. So, yeah. Uh, let's go over to the Best Damn Nation, man. Uh, over on YouTube, man, your boy Slim Major said, no doubt. They're pandering to the demographic, and it's great. I'm okay with people pandering to the demographic, man, uh, especially when it comes to live events like that where the crowd is playing a major part in the show. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't see... I mean, certain things I'll probably get pissed off, but most of the time when somebody's in their hometown, like, if, for instance, if you go to Chicago and CM Punk is wrestling, you expect CM Punk to win in Chicago. If you go, if you go to Texas, and if Booker T was still wrestling, you expect Booker T to win in Texas. You know what I'm saying? It's just certain demographics where you expect the wrestler that's going to their hometown to win, unless you're trying to get heat on somebody else. In this case, I think that Zelina Vega could should have won because she's not going to get another opportunity like that. She will not get another opportunity where the crowd is completely on her side. <laughs> she will never get another opportunity to shine the way she did. Mr. Everything, you mentioned that in, during, in the middle of the match, she went to her mama and, 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 and grabbed a chancla, <laughs> a flip-flop. <laughs> she grabbed a whole, a whole flip-flop and threw it at uh, Rhea Ripley. Barely missed her. The ref had to step out the way too. And I mentioned, I mentioned in the chat, I was like, man, if she would have hit her with that flip flop, would that have been the disqualification? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A dangerous weapon in the ring being heralded at high speeds. She could have. She could have took somebody's face off. You say dangerous weapon. Yeah, Chancla is a dangerous weapon. You can ask anyone of Latin descent. 
That is a weapon of mass destruction. They have the many asses toe up with that junkler. That flip flop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, man. Let's go back out to the best damn nation, man. Uh, Victor Nash on YouTube said New Japan is on Axis TV, AXS TV. Uh, I don't have Axis TV. I don't even know where to find Axis TV. Uh, it might be a sports channel or something, probably. Possibly. I think that you got to have uh, a, a jailbroken fire stick to find that. That's, <laughs> that's one of those things. That's one of those things you got to you got to go to the man to the black market to be able to get you to hook up to be able to watch that, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've wanted to watch New Japan, man, but, you know, I'm not too familiar with the product. I know that they have a lot of stars that are, are crossing over uh, to AEW and um, and WWE too, you know what I'm saying? There's been a few uh, that come from New Japan, Kyrie Sane, uh, Oscar, Shinsuke Nakamura, just to name a few. Um, but man, I want to see more New Japan, and we gotta get into it, man, because they still got your girl uh, Mercedes Monet, uh, who who lost the title a couple weeks back, man, and a lot of people are kind of gloating on that, and they kind of speculate if she's gonna go over to AEW or not. But I will be remiss. Uh, let me go ahead and finish up this uh this card real quick uh fellas we got to talk about the elephant in the room man seth versus omas which nobody wanted to see nobody asked for this damn match nobody even wanted to really even know how it was going to come out but the match happened and surprisingly the match was good LP, what were your thoughts on Seth versus Omos? I know you talk shit about it. I know you <laughs> always hear, but uh, we just got to keep it real, man. But the match was surprisingly good. What did you think about Seth versus Omos? Omos' last three matches been good. His match against Brock, his match against uh, Braun, and this match. And so I've, I've, I've said it before, he's gotten a lot better than when he first wrestled, he was doing whatever he was doing with AJ Styles and all the other kind of stuff. So, my biggest thing with him is, is winning, getting some wins. Like I know we talked about this in the in the chat. We can talk about it now. To me, if him losing is not helping him be this dominant big man that he's supposed to be, like okay, losing to Brock, I can I can go with that. Losing to Brian, it don't make no sense, but I can go with it. But losing this losing this there. Which of course you knew Seth Seth's not losing no time soon. Like they're pushing Seth before. So you knew he was not gonna you knew that for a fact. So I really I really wasn't invested in Seth not winning. But Omos, I personally feel like Omos needed to wrestle some mid-carders in match, like actual not no scrubs that he just beat down. Like it's a lot of wrestlers like Rick Boobs and all these there's a lot of mid-carders that's not doing nothing. He could have easily just started chopping up, chopping them up, but they keep on going for these big dogs, and he loses. Yeah, like yeah, he he's probably better than he's probably the biggest, the, the best big man probably I've seen since Big Show. If you want to keep it a book, um, his skills had. I mean, he's he's gotten better. Uh, I know Mister Everything feel like he's about to blow up and stuff like that, and uh, I guess we'll we'll let him talk in a minute. But I just really feel like the route they're going with, like, what is Omar, who does he challenge next? 
Like you just lost who's gonna challenge Ray Mysterio? And then he's gonna probably lose then. So it's like and then MVP, MVP not even looking good out of this. Cause it's like, dude, you had Bobby Lashley, top yeah. star. And now you walk around my office. And I mentioned that as well in the chat. I watched the interview with Big Show. And Big Show will say one of the things he hated was when they always bring up his, his size and how much he weighed. Like, okay, I don't want to be just known for that. And that's all they do with Omar. He gonna, he gonna, he gonna, open, he gonna put his hands on the show. He got big hands and he's, Eight feet on how tall he is. Seven we get foot it. four. Yeah. But when? Like when I walk up to him, I'm not slap him in his face right now. And I should <laughs> he probably would murder me. <laughs> I should be fearful of Omas. He should be he should be smashing these dudes. Like I I, I don't know. I don't like the rap that they're that they're going. I I wanna see who he gonna step up to next that he just what what the <laughs> He don't, he don't, he don't, he don't challenge Braun and Brock, two of the two biggest. Ain't nobody bigger than them two. Like, who else? Nobody else. Except for Bobby Lashley. Uh, you have uh, Indu Sheer, who just came up from NXT uh, with your boy Veer um, and Jinder Mahal. And I can't remember the other guy's name, but they're, they're all pretty big guys. I'm not Mahal, sure. They about to run the show. Like they about to run. Yeah, they about to I, run. They about to run red shot on Raw. I, I didn't want to cut you off, but that squad, whether people like it or not, I was like, damn. Like, if they do that right, I'm just like, why? Here we go with another. Here we go with another squad. Can we get another? If we even we don't get the hurt business, can we get a black faction, please? Somebody, we need one. <laughs> and and to clear something up, because I saw it on on the TikTok. The New Day is not a damn faction. I was you about have, to ask you that. I you was have, about to ask you that because I, oh when I posted God. when I posted the uh, the fear of the black faction, right? We got all kind of responses from that, and then uh, one of the responses I remember was, "Well, isn't the New Day a faction?" And if I got to really think, I did, I never considered the New Day to be a faction. I've always considered them to be a three man tag team for some reason. And then we gotta. I think we gotta start breaking down what really makes a faction, right? Like, how many members do you actually need to become a faction? Because if if you're saying, okay, a faction is three or more people, right? Technically, if the New Day would be a faction because they have three members. Now, a lot of the a lot of the 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 groups now have like three men and one woman, like. Judgment Day, the OC, um, you know, they have three men. Those are considered factions. So, you know, I think we got to really define what really makes a faction because I've always seen the New Day as a tag team. They are a tag team. They've already they've always put themselves as a tag team. They won the tag team belts. They didn't win the faction belt. They won. <laughs> That's what, like, so... Like sometimes people just want to talk, and they probably said this. They probably say the same thing about me. And one of the guys said, "Oh, you should like you angry for no reason." Like, what are you talking about? Like, what are, what are you talking about? <laughs> the, the new day has always been as once they got. I don't know what it was when they. I didn't see the new day when they first joined up, so I can't go by that. But as a new day that I know, they are a tag team. Every the OC is not no damn tag team. Imperial is not no tag team. These are all factions. Like, and I say it again, the only two black factions we have had 
or the Nation of Domination and the Hurt Business. If we've had another one, please somebody remind me of a black faction, either in WWE or WCW. Because I don't, I can't remember nobody in WCW. There's no group. Uh, crime time. They weren't the facts. They were a tag team. <laughs> yeah, tag teams all day long. Like we have not had a what, lot of. What, what was what was uh Titus O'Neil Titus Worldwide? Would you consider that to be a faction? What well, like two people? It was I, 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 it, it was Titus and Apollo Cruz, and then they had Dana Brooke in the group. Yeah, I guess yeah, it was two people. That's what I'm saying. What what really classifies as a faction? You know what I'm saying? Is it three of them? I have it. I have it for you guys now. It can be three or more, but it has to be a situation where one of the members is not involved in a tag match situation. So let's say if you had like like you said, Titus Worldwide, yeah, Titus and Apollo did tag team stuff, but you also had Dana Brooke who did singles competition stuff. Um, the new day. Three birds rules were a tag team until Coffee won the title. Then they became a faction because they had two separate different divisions. They had a tag team division and a singles competition division. So that's where it, it falls into play is what kind of divisions are you covering? If you're only covering a tag team division within your group, then you're just a tag team. If you're covering more than one division, then you're a faction. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to call it New Day faction. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If they were, the, if they were a temporary faction doing Kofi Mania, then okay. But for the most part, the New Day is is is, is a tag. I was they were killing. I had to get off that comment section. I'm like, <laughs> I I'm like, they were just so going so hard about it. Like, what are you talking about? No. They're, they are not. And it's still, regardless, it doesn't negate the question. We don't have a black, we don't have a black faction. They they, they just added a whatever gender Mahal race is. I don't even want to get mixed up. Uh, they're, in, they're Indian. All three of them are Indian? Yeah. So now we got a Indian faction. We got, <laughs> we got white factions all day. We got LWO. We got a Hispanic faction. We got, it's almost like back in the days when you had, uh, when that, what was that one group that broke up and everybody had fashions? Like, Savio Vega and all them, they had their little Spanish faction, the DOA. They had like the binders. They had, everybody had their own little squads. Like everybody has, they ain't got it. We don't have an Asian faction yet. <laughs> That's the only thing we're missing. Is the Asian right, listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. If they did an all, and I'm pretty sure they're not gonna do this, but if they did do an all Asian faction women's group, I would love to see Zia Lee. EO Sky and Oscar in a group. That's too talent. That's too much talent. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care who else. Listen, they would be so dangerous, bro. Just in just in the group. But you know, <laughs> I do want to see more factions, and I, I I like that WWE has all these factions. Of course, AEW had that. If you're not in the faction of AEW, you're not gonna survive. Unless you're a top star, if you if you are not in a faction or even a tag team, you're you're still like, you know, you on you floating on on a raft. You know, what I'm saying on a raft with holes in it. You have to be in some type of faction. Um, I know that 
one of the factions that I, I, I noticed, it's not really a faction, but they're a group called The Firm in AEW. And we just spoke a few minutes ago about big guys, man. Um, and we talked about Omos being one of the better big guys. Uh, let me go over to the Best Damn Nation. Slim Major says, Morrissey uh, definitely is better than Omos. Morrissey now goes by the name of Big Bill. Uh, and he was formerly Big Cass um, in the WWE when he used to wrestle with um, Enzo Amore. Morrissey or Big Bill is a good big guy. He is a good big guy. But I still think that he dwarfs in size compared to Omos, man. Omos is just a, a thick... He's a thick giant. Like, like uh, Big Show was a thick giant. Just a big, big, full, full of like, what, 400 pounds? four 500 pounds it was? Yeah, it was a, a big giant, man. Big guy. So... Uh, I think Omos really had it, he can be poised to be the next big thing, but you right, LP. They gotta line him up a, a whole like at least 15 scrubs before he get to his next one. <laughs> before he I get got, to his next fight. I got something we should do right quick if we can do it right quick. If we talk since we were just talking about faction, everybody name their top five factions of all the time. It could be whether it doesn't matter the promotion, top five. Faction, faction or group, the same thing the way I look at it. All so, right. like, so listen, we're going to come right back to that. I like that. Top five factions. We're doing that in a second. Um, and I, that way it give me a little a little time to kind of think about mine real quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I got some favorite factions, man. Best Damn Nation, if you got your top factions, put down who your top five factions are. We're going to read ours in a minute. But let's go ahead and finish up with this Backlash uh, event card, man. Uh, we've seen probably one of the most shocking matches was Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Um, I thought that that match had every element in there to make it a great match. Bad Bunny did an amazing job. I know that Damian Priest carried him through that entire match and the referee helped during that, that match. But just in general, I think Bad Bunny did great at as a performer. Damian Priest did an awesome job and he uh protected Bad Bunny. You know he took a he took it really easy on Bad Bunny. Because I'm sitting here thinking that Damian Priest is gonna do all these moves and he just kept it really simple. And allow Bad Bunny to shine. And I, you know, that's a mark of a great wrestler. I think that Damian Priest should have some more main event matches, man, because this guy is ready, man. And I, I think that he's showing uh the uppers everything that he needs uh to be able to say, Hey, I'm your guy coming into this new thing, man. Uh, but Bad Bunny put on one hell of a match. His entrance alone was dope as hell. I watched his entrance back like 10 times. And everybody in that crowd knew that song. I ain't never heard of that song until that night. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Whenever the whole entire audience starts singing your song, man, you know that you got something special. Bad Bunny came through and he just he just he just showed up, man. Uh almost shades of your boy um New Jack a little bit. Uh LP, you saw him with the chains on and bringing the cart to the to the ring, a little shades of New Jack there. Um, but I want to get your thoughts on this match, man. Let me go, Mr. Everything. What did you think about Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny? And do you think that Bad Bunny did a great job in the ring? Oh, yeah, definitely. 
uh, in fact, I believe Mark Henry put Bad Bunny over so big because he's probably the best celebrity wrestler that we've had in a very long time. Uh, and yes, Damian Priest did go out there and show <clears throat> main event class the seven in the ring with Damian, I mean, with uh, Bad Bunny taking care of him, making him look just as good as he needed to look in, in this caliber of match. And let's not forget that Damian Priest is definitely a main event uh, superstar. And I think he alluded to that this past Monday when he said that he was going to the ring by himself to compete by himself to hopefully win his triple threat match to advance to the world title situation by himself. So, you know, I, I think that may be allusion to the judgment day breaking up or just Damian Priest getting the flowers that he deserves. But yeah, I definitely enjoyed that match altogether. Yeah, man. Uh, I think Damian Priest is really poised to do some great things, man. And I would say, and, and a, lot, a lot of people say, you know, that Bad Bunny is probably one of the best celebrity wrestlers that they've seen. I, I will say that Logan Paul uh, is in that conversation. And I would dare say that Snoop Dogg <laughs> is in that conversation, too. Because whether you Snoop whether Snoop wrestled a full entire match or not, Snoop had some very iconic moments in Stop. WWE. Does he not LP? Do you not think that Snoop Doggy Dog is in that same conversation as one of the greatest celebrity wrestlers? No, I would not watch that match with Snoop Dogg versus <laughs> Why you hate no Snoop, man? I love Snoop, but come on now. Snooper, you know good where uh, nobody gonna watch Snooper in the main event versus Roman. <laughs> I will watch that. I will watch that. Snoop gonna bring down the whole dog pound. He, you know, Roman got the bloodline. Snooper bring the dog pound down. You know what I'm saying? I I can see that. Um, but I think Bad Bunny did a, a great job. LP, were you impressed with Bad Bunny's performance? Oh yeah, yeah. I I I think we're eventually gonna see Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul, but they're, they're, we're, we're, we can talk about that when it happens. But I think eventually they're gonna do that because both of them do do a great job. I think both those two are the best celebrity wrestlers I've ever seen through the years. Now I, I can see everybody from Mr. T to Carl Malone to David Arquette to countless others. Those, you know, Bad Bunny's a real fan. I don't know if you know he got in trouble for having that jacket on with WWF. Yeah, on. he had a W old school WWF logo on there. No, right, he yeah. got that, but that was that's an old. He, he might have really had that jacket because he was somebody. Somebody that was somebody's jacket. Like hey, that, that jacket was, was fire. I don't, <laughs> I don't care what nobody. That jacket was fire, dog. I like that jacket. You can't find no WWF stuff like that. So you can tell that's the difference with Bad Bunny. Like when somebody's a fan. And you know they are. That's like if we got an opportunity to do something on the on during that scale, we would go crazy and do all we could to make it great because we have grown up with it. Real fans. It's not just a paycheck for bad things. Like that's the biggest difference. And I, you can tell he cares about uh, what he. I, I was impressed. Like to me, it was, it was no bad bad parts in that match. And he too, I'm glad they kept it a street fight and not a wrestling match. Yeah. And, that Damien did a great job on uh, on that as well. I've always I've, I've always kind of liked Damien Priest. He was one of my uh, my Ring of Honor guys back when my no cable days 
Watching Ring of Honor. I used to always see Damian Priest. I, I can't remember what they called him then if he went by that or not. I think it was Priest or something. I don't know. But uh, I remember him back back then. And I was like, this dude is this dude is, is going to outgrow this show. And then eventually he was gone. And I guess that's when he started making his movies. Um, same thing with KO. Remember KO back, you know, back on that same show. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely was a was a great pay view. It was it should have been the main event. I don't care nobody say that should have been the main event. I, I agree with you there. I think that that the end of that man, I mean the whole entire match, it felt like the main event in itself. Uh you had some notable legends in that match that showed up to help uh Bad Bunny. First of all, uh Ray Mysterio came out to help after Judgment Day came and started jumping on Bad Bunny. Um Ray Mysterio came out to help. And then all of a sudden the music hits and uh Carlito comes down to the ring. If you guys are not familiar with Carlito, Carlito is a WWE legend. Uh and most famous for uh his eating he would eat an apple and then he would spit in the faces of people he didn't think was cool. So the whole thing he would bite into an apple and spit into somebody's face. That was his claim to fame, man. Um, but Carlito came out to the ring and to a huge pop. Absolute huge pop. Uh, and then after they came to the ring, I, I think they started heading up to the ring. And then uh, Savio Vega came out. Man, I ain't seen this guy since I was a kid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I haven't seen him since I was a kid. For him to come out uh, and the fans, definitely it gave them flowers. I love moments like this where old school wrestlers come back and the fans still show their appreciation and love for them. And I don't know if they were if they were anywhere else, I don't think that they was this they would have got that same type of reception in love. Yeah. I don't well, I don't think so. Carlito, Carlito got a big pop when he came back that uh that Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, yeah, he did. And Car shit, Carlito is huge. You know, side note, he gonna be he's gonna be wrestling. I think it's this weekend coming up, but I thought it was gonna be last weekend because in Selma, he gonna he gonna be right here. And I don't know if it's if it's at Harrison or somewhere. He is a wrestling pay per view. He's the main person on the flyer. So when I saw him Saturday, I was like, damn, did he fly to down there? <laughs> he gonna come back? But it's it's this coming up weekend because I've been seeing the flyer and I was like, oh snap, Carlito. But Carlito is freaking. <laughs> Carlito's yeah. a lot of apples. Really? <laughs> he ate a lot of apples. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Granny Smith apples. Uh, I'll definitely yeah, see he, he, he's definitely going to be there this Saturday at the Harrison Gym in Selma, North Carolina. So any anybody in the best damn nation is going to be in North Carolina this weekend. He will be there for the DCW event. Um, Bell time is at 7 o'clock. Uh, he is stepping in a ring with a good friend of mine named Zuka King, who is a phenomenal talent, phenomenal wrestler, independent guy. And, and I did pop big when I saw Carlito on on, on the pay per view because I was like, okay, I think I'm doing the same thing you did. He was okay. Well, is he still coming next week? <laughs> that's, one, that's one hell of a payday to, to go from one one end of the earth to the other. Uh, yeah. You know. Puerto Rico is not that far, but in terms of what you're doing from a, in the scale of WWE and an independent show, that's a, that's two different spectrums, brother. 
So, uh, you know, shout yeah. out to DCW for having Carlito up there after him having that amazing showing at the pay per view. And big shout out to Zuki King. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can if I can get him on the show next week or the week after to see if we can talk to him about his experience with having a match with uh, Carlito because that's gonna be huge, especially coming off that pay per view. That's gonna be huge. But continue. I just had to throw that out there. Yeah, because that was exciting. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, you got to, if you get a chance, best destination, uh, go to Selma and check out your boy Carlito, Get Down. He was just in one of the, probably the biggest events of his life uh, <laughs> in Puerto Rico. Um, but I think that this is uh, it's a good opportunity for you to go see uh, some WWE superstars and legends in Carlito. Uh, real quick, fellas, we got two more matches I want to uh, briefly talk about. Uh, we had the Bloodline versus Sami Zayn, KO, and Matt Riddle. Um, I thought the match was pretty good. We done see some interactions with them, so it ain't really much to talk about. Uh, it just kind of feels like the same story, uh, but the match was good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, real quick, LP, what did you think about the Bloodline versus Sami Zayn, KO, and Matt Riddle? Uh, it was good, but I, yeah, I, I don't want to see it no more. Like I don't know what they got planned, but I'm I'm over and I think the story is shifting now because of what happened, and I hope that's what they're doing. And being they're on two different shows now, and I, apparently they're gonna let the boys keep them built. So yeah, I don't I don't want I want to see somebody else get entire opportunities and the bloodline stuff to go and whatever the rest is about. So this everything probably uh, alluded it going towards Jay getting that belt. Yeah, man, we had a moment in the in the ring where there was some miscommunication between the brothers, man, and uh, rare indeed. And then uh, Solo Sokoa had grabbed up Jay Uso was was about to give him the Samoan spike to the throat, and then he, you know, it's crazy. At first, you thought it was uh, maybe it was a mistake. He grabbed the wrong person, but he sat there and stared at Jay for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and then he caught back even more. He was still staring at. So it made you think, okay, this is some animosity because he should have let him go as soon as he realized, hey, that's my brother. My bad. My bad, bro. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get back to this match. He didn't do that. He looked at him like, oh, oh jab your ass in the throat right now. Say, say something else. I'll jab you right in the throat. Oh, I thought he was going to do it. <laughs> Man, but this shows a little distinction. With, I mean, uh, a little uh, dysfunction within the bloodline, man. Um, I thought that the match overall told a really good story. And it's going to progress the the bloodline storyline moving forward. But the match, like I said, we we've seen it a couple of times, so it wasn't that exciting. But some of the the storyline that unfolded within the match was absolutely great. Uh, Mister Everything, what did you think about the bloodline versus Sami Zayn, KO, and Matt Riddle? Uh, it, again, amazing match. Uh, all six men went out there and got busy, but. It is about the storyline, about the bloodline. It is it's no more than than that. It has nothing to do with the match itself. I think it, it just kind of closes out the story between KO, Sami Zayn, and the Usos, um, especially with KO and Sami Zayn getting into a really good match between with uh, Imperium on Monday. Uh, but the biggest story of that thing was the whole Solo and Jay Uso thing, and Oh, um, one of the things that I, I always pay to is like pay attention to is like the small details, and the small details of that thing was Jay looking at Solo and saying, "Oh, you're gonna hit me? I'm your brother, not him." And I mm -hmm. think a lot of people were thinking he was saying not him in terms of Sami Zayn, 
but he's actually talking about Roman Reigns. If you really Ooh. think about it, he's really th- he's really talking about Roman Reigns. He's not Ooh. talking about nobody else because he's like, I'm your brother, not him. So if anything, you're gonna you going you should be defending me. You should be having my back. Not worry about doing something that somebody else is telling you to do because it's been alluded to for the last couple of weeks and Jay have been paying attention to it. Now, I don't know what Jimmy's smoking or drinking or what he doing, his head in the sky. He ain't paying attention. He don't see none of this happening. He laughing the entire time, but Jay sees it. Yeah. Jay sees it. And, and they can pay it off as Jay being, um, you know, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Paranoid, you know, with the whole Sami Zayn, you know, turning on them or whatever, and you know, him putting trust in somebody. But I don't think it's so much as the they they they, they can play that all they want, but it's not paranoia. It's JC the writers on the wall. No matter how it's trying to be played out, no matter who says what, he sees what Sami Zayn is talking about, and he's starting to see it a lot more. And it's all going to come to a head. It's Friday, if not at least by next week, to where we're going to start seeing some things kind of unfold. And I, I, I would like to say that Solo is going to strike. Solo is going to strike this Friday. Mm. And I can see that happening. Um, whether it be, and, and, and I honestly don't think he's going to strike Jay. I think he's going to strike Jim. I think that's where it's going to start unfolding. And then Jimmy's going to defend Solo and say it was a mistake. But Jay's going to be like, no, it won't no mistake. Because, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of that's going to play out. Man, I can talk about that for, for, for days and days and days. We don't got the time. But that, that small spot, that small detail, I'm your brother, not him. Watch mm-hmm. how that plays out. And let's see where this is going to go. You put a, put a little bug in my ear because I didn't even think about that he was saying he might have been saying, hey, you're my brother. You're my actual blood brother. Our cousin is just our cousin. Why are you listening to our cousin when I'm your brother? I can see him saying that, but I didn't catch that at first. I thought he probably was talking about Sammy Zane. But you make a lot of sense. You make a lot of sense, man. Um, Man, that's pretty big. Let's go ahead and talk about this uh, Brock versus Cody uh, backlash. Um, it was a battle back and forth. Brock pretty much just decimated Cody the whole time. Cody kind of got away um, with taking off the, the turnbuckle, and then Brock ran directly into the turnbuckle, busted himself wide open. We talked about it a little bit earlier. He was gushing all over the ring, uh, bleeding all over the place. Um Ultimately, Cody snuck out the win with a pin, uh, <laughs> one of them sneaky pins, pin Brock Lesnar, one, two, three. Um, Brock Lesnar was not happy. The next night on Monday Night Raw, uh, which I want to talk about just a little bit while we got a little bit of time, um, there was a three-way contenders match for the World Heavyweight Championship on Raw, Seth Rollins, Versus Finn Balor versus um, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus somebody else. I can't remember right now. <laughs> I had it written down. It was, um, uh, 
Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Uh, so Seth Rollins won his match, first round match. Uh, the second match was Finn Balor, Cody, and The Miz, which no, it was it was Cody. Yeah, Cody Finn Balor and Miz. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Cody Finn Balor and the Miz. I couldn't remember who was in the first match with with Seth. Shinsuke, um, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, Seth Shinsuke Nakamura and Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Yeah, that was the first one. Seth Rollins pulled out the win on that one. The second fight was uh, was Finn Balor, Cody, and the Miz, which was a great fight, also. Um, and within that match, Cody Rose had hit the crossroads on the Miz. Three times. You thought it was over. Uh, and then all of a sudden, this guy in the hoodie pops up, pulls Cody Rose out the ring, and F5's here onto the floor, takes the hoodie off. It's Brock Lesnar with a shiner. Oh, man. It looked like he had FX makeup on. He had eyeliner and all. He had all this was puffed up. All this right here, that was puffed up. Um, and then he had this big ass gash that was in the middle of his forehead, man. Um, that had dried up, man. It looked pretty bad. He had staples and stitches all in that thing. Uh, and then Brock took Cody and F5'd him through the table, grabbed Cody by the face, and said, hey, I want to fight. I don't know why that scared me. <laughs> I don't know why when Brock Lesnar grabbed Cody by his lifeless face, and he said, I want to fight. That scared me a little bit. Lil P came out. Um, I don't know what this match for Night of Champions is going to be between Brock and Cody, uh, other than a fight. And if I'm going to be honest with you, if I'm a wrestler and I know that Brock Lesnar is the real deal, the last thing that I want to do is get into a real fight with Brock Lesnar. The last time we seen Brock Lesnar get into a real shoot fight with somebody was when he fought Cain Velasquez. And put him in uh, a Kimura lock and almost broke his arm. That's the last time we seen Brock in the shoot fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like, you don't know what's going on. This ain't a wrestling fight. This is a real fight with real knuckles. Somebody gonna bleed for real. Um, I don't... The eyes are not in Cody's favor for that. <laughs> the eyes are not in Cody's favor for that whole thing. Um, so we're going to see a night of champions, man. Cody versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, that was very interesting. Real quick, let me round out uh, Monday Night Raw real quick. One of the <laughs> one of the things that I did see uh, in the match was uh, Rhea Ripley versus Dana Brooke. Now we haven't seen Dana Brooke for a long time, and I know I've been a long time criticizer of Dana Brooke, um, and she always wants an opportunity. That's my favorite word. I got another opportunity to get my ass whooped. And that's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> Rhea Ripley decimated Dana Brooke and then put her in uh, the submission mode. Now, Dana Brooke don't have nobody to help her. She's in the middle of the ring. The ref ain't helping. The ref just trying to her to ring the bell. And then uh, Natalia's music hits. Now, the thing that pissed me off, if you're going to go and help somebody, Mr. Everything, what's, what's the proper thing to do when, when you see somebody in help, I mean, that, that needs help, they're, they're getting their ass whooped, and you're coming down to the ring to help them, right? What is the proper mm -hmm. etiquette for you to do? 
in that in run. that emergency moment. Run, right? Run. You run. I know. She said it took them heels off and took off down that down that aisle like she was little Nate <laughs> at WrestleMania trying to get that last one, two, three. Run, woman. I don't. I didn't. I didn't get that. Natalia gingerly walked. <laughs> Jesus, slow as hell from the top of the ring all the way to the bottom. While her, so I don't know if she was friends with the girl, but she was getting her ass whooped. Now, the whole time that she's walking down to the ring, Rhea Ripley still has the submission move on. You know what I'm saying? She still has, it was about a good, it seemed like it was a good three minutes <laughs> before she got to, to the top of the road already. Three minutes is a long time to be in the submission mode. I don't know if you ever been in a submission uh, move before, but every second counts. She gingerly walked her ass with them high heels all the way to the ring and acted like she was a real threat to Rhea Ripley. Um, <laughs> I I hated that whole moment. And I think I hated the moment even more where Dana Brooke was coming down to the ring and she was getting handshakes from the fans. And then she tried to get one fan to, uh, you know, give her some dab or uh, a handshake and the fan left her hanging. Little boy just left her hanging. She was like, ah, don't worry about it. I got it. <laughs> gonna take my dab away. Um, I don't know. That was a weird moment to me. And I think that Natalia is poised to be Rhea Ripley's next challenger, but we'll see how that plays out, man. I don't, I don't know how that whole thing is going. Um, this is a great time. I honestly, I honestly, real quick, I honestly think that they were trying to make Natalia look menacing, but it was killed the moment she got in the ring because Rhea didn't go anywhere. She stood there, no and place. they just looked at each other with no type of. I, like Rhea looked at her like you're in the ring, so what? What are you gonna do? And she just stood there like, oh, I'm not, I'm not gonna do anything. I just want you to let you know I was here, you know. And and, and yes. they got they got some extra salad and catering if you want some. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's the vibe I got. But <laughs> exactly. Man, I wish I would be getting jumped by somebody and then my homeboy walk across the street. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My like, nigga, you better come. Hey, man. Better bring your ass over here and help me fight these dudes off. You gonna sit here? You see this dude choking me? You gonna gingerly walk across the street? Yeah, we ain't but we ain't friends no more after that. That's, <laughs> that's the last word. Uh, real quick, fellas, let's go over to the best damn nation, man. Uh, LP, we're gonna go ahead and get into your top five factions in a second. Uh, let me read some of this. Uh, we got Victor Nash off of YouTube, man. Top five, top five factions that he has. Is number five the nation of domination? Uh, number four, the dungeon of doom. I don't remember dungeon of doom. I remember legion of doom. Uh, dungeon, dungeon, dungeon of doom is uh Kevin Sullivan. He had Ming the Mer He had a squad. Now he had a he had a killer squad. Jimmy Hart. Um, okay. Yeah, that was a WCW thing. Oh, I do. Okay, there is a WCW. Okay, I do remember dungeon of doom. Okay. All right, that's good. Um, the House of Black. Which is a newer faction, and they are very dominant in AEW. Uh, the Freebirds, which are legendary, um, and the Four Horsemen. Man, that's a strong, strong five factions, Mister Nash. I like that. Uh, 
let's go down. Mr. Mr. Everything, Mama Everything is on the tap, man. She said, hey, guys. Well, hey, Mama. What's happening? <laughs> What's going on, Mama Everything? We'll see you on Friday. Can't wait to see you. Oh, man. You know, we love every time Mama Everything comes and show us some love, man. Uh, let's see. We got some more uh, Facebook Sterling Guthrie. Hey, wrestling family. What's up, mama? Um, Cody's receipt from Backlash, he owed Brock. He said that's called Cody's receipt that from Backlash that he owed Brock. Yeah. Um, Brock definitely got some. He got two receipts. He got the puffy eye and he got the stitches and staples in the middle of his forehead. Uh, that was inadvertently caused by Cody Rose. Yeah, if you're going to receipt anybody, that's the best way to do it. Mr. Everything, uh, would you say that that was a good receipt with the way Cody lumped up, Brock? Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. That was one hell of a receipt, actually. I don't think that's a ticket I would want to pay, but uh, it, it worked out. I mean, it, it, it told the story, though. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever... Have you ever uh gave a wrestler a receipt like a real stiff receipt man i miss everything you got to you have to ask me <laughs> about a question brother you have to ask me if anybody's ever put it, put themselves in a position where i needed to give them a receipt let's let's start there <laughs> my, look mama everything ain't raised no food she ain't raised no jar turkey okay uh but no i never had a situation where i, I needed to give a receipt um, unless it's uh, something like maybe like a chop, you know, if someone went in there and they want to chop too hard or whatever, mm-hmm. then you know, I had to show them that you know, my, my chest ain't soft, bro. I, I, I got steel under this, under this uh skin. Um, but no, I, I never really had a situation unless we talk about the, the pan race fight that I had several years ago that I get picked on about every now and then because the entrance of the fight was longer than the actual fight and the guy that I did have the fight with I choked him out in less than a minute uh, but we're not going to talk about that but that was oh, his own fault but no I never had to give anybody a receipt never had to receive a receipt either oh man that's funny man we also got another comment here uh, it says I would not rush towards Rhea uh, she was definitely scared you know what I, like I told y'all before, I've seen Rhea in real life. She's definitely intimidated for a woman. I would hate to kind of walk up to her and ask her for anything. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how that's going to be received. Uh, but I know why uh, Natalia gingerly walked over there because she wasn't going to rush to her ass woman like that. I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, <laughs> but fellas, Mr. Everything, uh, listen, you had a knockdown drag out fight. Uh, and then you just so happen to uh, bless us with the interview from your defeated foe, uh, Gunner. So, beautiful people, prepare yourself for Mr. Everything as he interviews everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, at the best damn wrestling podcast, this is your boy, Mr. Everything. And I just went to battle. With this legendary superstar, this man of God, this soldier of arms. You know him as Gunner, you know him as Jackson Riker, I know him as a really good friend. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, 
stand out, I think, is, is uh, and I've said it before on many shows, uh, I'll say two things. One, in 2012, I got a chance to wrestle Sting, who I grew up watching. But then in 2014, me and um, Nick August, Magnus at the time, main evented Manchester Arena for the world title. Mm. Uh, that stands out to me because I remember just how electrifying the crowd was. We went into that match, long story short, Nick, and from that area of England, and we're thinking, dude, this guy backfired. But they hated him, they loved me. He told a story, and it's just that's one of those uh, memories I get in the last for me. So I've got many, but that that's a that's a standout. That's a standout. Yeah, man, you are an amazing individual. You are a blessing to me, all the guys in the professional wrestling business, not just this locker room, everybody. And I humbly, humbly thank you so much. Appreciate you. So sorry, ladies and gentlemen, Gunner. This everything back to you guys at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Oh, man. I don't know if I would have talked to you after you whooped my ass, man. I would have. <laughs> I think I would have drunk your ass on camera a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that was a great interview with Gummer, excuse me, Gunner, uh, formerly uh, of the WWE. Um, Man, talk about that interview and that match real quick. Man, it, it was by far one of the most special moments I've had in professional wrestling. Mainly because, like I said, I've known him for about 13 years off and on. You know, we, we would see each other in the locker room, speak, hold a small conversation. But this past Friday was the, the most we've talked in a very long time. And we truly got to know each other. And um, Gunner's actually hanging up the boots in the next couple of months. So I am really? one of his very last matches. I think his he said his last match is happening this August. And after that, he's going into law enforcement. So definitely want to put our prayers and, and cover that man and his next endeavor. Um, but that match, man, we went out there. The crowd was split, of course, because... It's a new town I've never been to before. It's a new company that just started up. And we both had to go out there and get them to get behind us as individuals. I had to get them to get behind me as a baby face. And Gunner, of course, it is, is a no-brainer. It's easy. Unless he goes out there and tells them to, you know, lick his boots or something, it was no-brainer that the fans was going to cheer for him. So we had the entire crowd split in between the two of us. Um, which can be hard to do uh, for a lot of guys, but we went out there and worked it the best way we knew how, as professionals we knew how. Uh, and then I walked away with the win as the new SEC heavyweight champion, but I couldn't have gotten a better match um, and a better showing and a better opportunity to become champion than with Gunner. Uh, so I thank him so much. Uh, we actually exchanged phone numbers, said to keep in contact. So I'm definitely going to do that. So be on the lookout, ladies and gentlemen. We may be able to get him on the show live 
to be able to come up and talk about his career and things he got coming up in the near future. Um, and again, he's one of those guys that's that's very heavy in you know religion, and he's a, a man of God, and he speaks throughout you know the Bible and things of that nature. So I always respect him in that in that regard. And yeah, man, man, I, I mean, listen. And, and, and as you guys can tell, I don't know if you was watching. That's a big dude, bro. That's, that's a hefty dude. But mm-hmm. I ain't no small fry. I've been in the gym. And I was that was, I was very happy by saying that song because I was like, man, I don't look li- I don't look that little. I was smaller than he does, of course, but I don't look little. And I was very happy with my, my progress and, <laughs> and getting some size on me, man. Because I've been working hard in the gym, bro. I've been doing like 1,000 reps a day and whatnot. Like, I'm going crazy. So I, I was very happy about being able to look good next to him and look good in the ring with him. And if you guys want to see that full match, we'll drop it in the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast uh, group. And you guys can go up there and check it out. And leave some comments on the video. Let me know what you think. Let me know if, if you felt like he should have won. Let me know if you felt like it was good that I won. It doesn't matter because I'm still champion. But it'd be good. It'd be nice to have your opinions, though. So uh, let us let us know, man. And, and I appreciate you for always putting these interviews up, man. I'm, I'm actually getting a lot better with these interviews, bro. I, I actually, yeah, I, man. I, I don't know why. Uh, you know, the next interview that you uh, you come across, I, I'm gonna I'm go ahead and write out a line of questions, man. Just a just a different okay. thing, but. Uh, I, you know, I enjoy do, you doing your thing. Uh, whenever we get some more people on, man, we gonna grill them. Uh, we would love to have Gunner on. So, hey, man, Gunner, you're you are invited uh, to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, man. Uh, whenever you want to come on here and, and talk to the crew, uh, we could talk about a myriad of things uh, that you were involved with, my brother. Um, but I watched the match; it was a really good match. The crowd was definitely invested into. Uh, into the match itself, and you know, uh, I'm happy that you know Gunner has found a home uh, or homes away from the WWE since he's left, and he's still doing his thing, man. So that's that's great to see. And congratulations again, Mister Everything, on your belt, sir. And beat thank you, up. thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, real quick, we about to end the show. Um, let the beautiful people know what your top five WWE oh I ain't gonna say WWE top five wrestling factions. Let so me go with me first. I'm gonna go LP. I've been off camera for kind of quiet. You know, we ain't used to LP being quiet. We're gonna go LP. LP the <laughs> What are your top five wrestling factions of all time? Oh, man, yeah. Even though I brought up this damn topic, I didn't realize how hard it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I brought it up because there's a lot of factions that I like. Um, I'm not going to put them in. I'm not going to put them in order. I, got, I, I, ain't, I ain't got time for all that. I'm just going to tell you who my top five are. All right. Uh, I got to start with the four horsemen. I mean, I think everybody should have a four horsemen in there. That their list, um, four horsemen in general. I'm not even going to say which version of four horsemen, but I'm just going to say the four horsemen. Um, I got the main event mafia from TNA. The main event mafia was the that was a squad to me. Like I really like how they did that. I really wish they could have did more with that on another brand, but 
you got Sting, Booker T, <laughs> Big Papa Pump, like that squad. <laughs> that's that squad was crazy. Yeah. Um, NWO, but I'm gonna say NWO Red and Black because the the Wolf Pack that was my NWO when they split up, and you had uh Big Sexy, Rey Mysterio, and Conan and Sting. Uh, I think they had Luger in there too, if I'm not mistaken. That was my uh, that 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 was my that was my uh, uh, what's that three? Yeah. Uh, four. I'm gonna put the Hurt Business. Of course, I'm gonna put the Hurt Business in my squad. Um, you know, for for we all know why. <laughs> uh, the last the the last one was hard. Um, I I gotta go with this faction because they were one of my favorites of all time. And they had me getting in trouble in school and telling people to suck it. <laughs> just being crazy. I gotta, I gotta have Degeneration X on my on on my squad, man. I can't, I can't not have them on there. Uh, honorable mention to the Bullet Club because the Bullet Club is an amazing fashion and Evolution. I, I'm gonna give them two honorable mention. I ain't gonna give a lot of honorable mention, but them two because they was hard. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even think about. I don't know why evolution just kind of skipped my mind uh, when it came to great factions, but they were a really great faction. Mister Everything, what are your top five factions of all time? Uh, let's see. Uh, LP did have some really good ones. I, I have to say. Uh, I would have to say Nation of Domination. Uh, let's throw in the NWO. Let's throw in uh, Nexus. Nexus. Gotta throw in Nexus. Nexus. Wow. Nexus okay. was a wild bunch of savages, bro. Like you, if if, if the Nexus was coming to the ring, you knew somebody was getting asked. For, no doubt. They did. Yeah. This is a fashion that that jumped on Undertaker, John Cena. They jumped on everybody. Like it was, it was no, it was nobody that was uh, exempt. Um, of course, you got to do Degeneration X, and you got to do the Four Horsemen. Uh, honorable mentions would be for me, LWO, and the Bullet Club. For me. Okay. All right. I like you guys' choices, man. Uh, you know. With mine, I think I'm going to go with uh, one of the groups that defined my childhood, uh, well, at least my teenage years, with DX, Degeneration X, uh, one of the greatest factions of all time. I'm also going to have to go with the Nation of Domination, which was foes of DX around that time, but the Nation of Domination uh, did a myriad of things, including bring up Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson would not be The Rock right now if it was not for the nation of domination 100 percent uh i'm gonna go nwo is one of my favorite factions uh from back in the day also i'm surprised you guys didn't even mention these guys the heart foundation you guys don't show love for the heart foundation uh, yeah. oh wow yeah you're right that is uh that uh, yeah, it's not I Woo! Boy, <laughs> you know some fans are gonna be mad at y'all. <laughs> uh, oh, man. man, the Heart Foundation. Uh, and then I have to 
show acknowledgement to the bloodline, fellas. The bloodline is one of the greatest factions in the last, I will say, 20 years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I... I, I I thought of blue, I thought of the bloodline too, but I I can't. Same reason why I didn't pick the shield. The shield like, the honorable mentions for me is uh, the hurt business and the shield. The shield is honorable mention for one of the greatest factions uh, with uh, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and uh, Roman Reigns. And obviously, there's a lot more other factions out there that we did not even come close to naming. But just in general, man, these are some, I think that we all have a little bit of identity, uh, wrestling identity from some of these factions. Uh, but DX and the Nation of Domination definitely uh, left a mark on me. And the Heart Foundation were just real wrestlers, man. And I, I loved everything they stood for. And of course, me, I can't believe I forgot the Heart Foundation. We the ones. Uh, the bloodline, fellas, you got to, you got to put the bloodline in there as one of the greatest factions of all time. Uh, I would, I would, I would have to say that. You know, oh, you know, you know, uh, real quick, you know, one of the they didn't get a chance to really do nothing like they should, but I think they could have even rivaled the NWO, and that was the ministry of the the corporate ministry. When they combined the ministry and the corporation, that didn't make no damn sense. They had like. Everybody was in the corporate ministry. Like they I had like fifty people. I don't remember the corporate ministry, but I do remember the ministry of darkness with the Undertaker leading. And that's when he had uh, Farouk and Bradshaw as the APA, the Acolyte Protection Agency. That was a great faction too. Yeah, but when they added when they added the corporation, when you added the corporation, you added Triple H, you added a big boss Stone man. Cold. But yeah, that they, they was they, uh, they had too much. They had too much power. It was too uh, much. Man, see, I forgot about that. <laughs> see, you know, we're gonna have to go back and, and look at some of these great factions. But uh, beautiful people, if you want to go to the best damn nation page, man, and post some of your uh, top five factions of all time, I'm gonna put a post up, and you guys can comment, share, like, and subscribe to everything that we got going on. Uh, fellas, it has been a great show. Uh, let the beautiful people know what you got going on and where can they find you, Mr. Everything. Of course, you already know I'm always got some wrestling going on. I still have my um, men's health and fitness competition going on. I am in ninth place right now overall. Um, they're eliminating anybody that's not in the top 20 tomorrow. So I'm still going to be in the running for the next uh, set of eliminations. But I need a win. We, we need a, we need this win. Best damnation. We need this win. There's so many different things that I can do and, and for my career and to help elevate others with their career if I win this competition. So if you can go, we'll, uh, we'll put that in the best damn group. So you guys can go up there. You can vote for free every day, once a day. Or if you want to purchase some votes, you can do that as many times as you want throughout the day put it, the, until the, the competition is over. But we need to win. Um, you guys can go to my website, www.roseveltkanyasllc.com. That is www.roseveltkanyasllc.com. 
And I've got a bunch of wrestling shows coming up. Of course, like I mentioned earlier before, the title match against Kerry Morton for the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship. And I've got something coming up June 2nd. Um, you guys will see exactly what that might be if everything goes to plan. But I'm out here, man. Just let me know. Just get up with me and go to my Instagram, Roosevelt Kindness LLC. And link up with me. Let me know what you want. Let me know what you've been trying to do. All right. Uh, if you guys want to check out more of what Mr. Everything got going on, you can visit his social media pages or you can visit ours. And I'm going to give it to you guys in a minute. I know we got some people on YouTube saying, we can't find you guys on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. We got you in a minute. I'm going to let you guys know where you can find uh, the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, both in Radio Land and on your social medias. Uh, but real quick, LPZ, what you got going on, and where can the people find you? Uh, as always, uh, Instagram, spell the word out, one click photography shoots. I'm always on photography nonstop. Uh, upcoming events will be posted soon with things I got going on. Just pay attention and stay active on my page, and you can catch everything I got going on. All right. And LP usually got a lot of stuff going on, so go ahead and check out some of his work and uh, keep an eye on some of his next fashion shows and events that he has planned throughout this year uh, from the great LP. Uh, my name is Brian Renegade. You can find me on all platforms at Brian Renegade. And if you want to follow the show, well, we got a lot of places where you can go and check that out. Um, so if you want to follow us on social media, you can go to our Instagram at the best damn wrestling podcast. You can go to our Facebook group, the best damn wrestling nation. You can follow our Facebook page at the BD wrestling podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at best damn crew. You can follow us on Twitch at the best damn wrestling podcast. And you can follow us on TikTok at best damn wrestling podcast. And if you want to support the show, well, beautiful people, only thing you got to do is go and check out our Patreon. Go to www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast. For as low as $5, uh, you can support your boys and you can get all kind of goodies. We got shirts, we got hats, we got mugs, we got socks, aprons, shoes, all kind of goodies for your pleasure. So go to our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast to support the show. Um, you can check out a lot of our old episodes that we have on YouTube, on Facebook, um, and all kind of, kind of uh, platforms that we're on on our social medias. Uh, if you're in Radio Land, uh, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio. You can listen to us on Pandora, Twitch, uh, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, uh, Amazon Podcasts. Any anywhere that you can get your podcast, you can listen to your boys. I think we're on like 13 or 14 different platforms. Uh, so you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to watch your boys and watch other episodes of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You just go on our YouTube or our Facebook pages and watch your boys get down. Uh, fellas, 
you know, we do this each and every week. We got to leave the people with a little inspiration, <laughs> a little motivation, <laughs> uh, a word uh, of sorts to get through their week, to get through their lives. Mr. Everything, do you have a final word for the beautiful people? Absolutely. No matter how hard it seems, no matter how long it's going to take, dig deep and make it to the finish line. Six years. It took me six years to get my bachelor's degree, but I did, did it. I did it and it's mine and no one can take it from me. So no matter how hard it seems, ladies and gentlemen, dig deep and make it to the finish line. Oh man, dig deep and make it to the finish line. That was a great word from the great Victor Andrews. LPZ, do you have a final word for the beautiful people? I, if it smells funny, don't eat it. Great advice. <laughs> great advice. If she smell funny, don't eat it. I mean, if the food smell funny, don't eat it. Is that what you, that's what you refer to? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know yeah. if you mean food or people, but <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Go ahead. No, I'm going to let you take that from there. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm trying to let you finish that out. <laughs> I said my part. You, you finish. <laughs> oh man, if it smells funny, don't eat it. That's a good word from your boy, LPZ. Uh, beautiful people. I guess uh, my final word would be: uh, never lose faith. Never lose faith in yourself. Never lose faith in people. I know sometimes when people do you dirty, you kind of don't want to mess with nobody. Kind of just want to stay to yourself. Uh, if you're going through some things, you probably don't want to really have a lot of people around to talk to. Or, you know, even if somebody got some good advice, good advice um, sounds horrible when you <laughs> when you're not feeling good and you're not listening. You know what I'm saying? So. Just have faith in yourself. Have faith in the person that you that you pray to, your deity that you pray to. Um, have faith in your abilities. And always believe that whatever you put your mind to, whatever you put your heart in, uh, that you can conquer it. I, I wrote this adjective um, that's really intriguing to me. And it's called feet. Whatever you do, you need feet. If you want to be successful and move towards your goal, you need feet. And what is feet? Well, it stands for focus, energy, endurance, and time. You need all of those things to become successful. But no matter if you have focus, if you have energy, if you have endurance, and you have time, none of that means anything. If you don't have faith. That is my word for the day, beautiful people. Uh, was that good, fellas? Was it okay? Hmm. Decent yeah, words? I like that. I like Absolutely. That. 
Yeah, I you got to have feet, man. That, y'all can use that. You got to have feet in the game. You got, and then, and then, if you got, if you got two feet, <laughs> that mean you got. Oh two wait, wait, and, and I, you, you supposed to say two, or are you supposed to say a pair? Two feet, two feet, a pair of feet. Hmm. It's a pair of feet, two foot. A pair. It's a pair. A pair, yeah. Two pair, a pair of feet. Yeah, two, two feet. Foot but a pair. Of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just gotta have. You gotta have two, two, two feet. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know that's wrong as hell. But uh, you know, if you if you have focus, if you have endurance, if you have energy and time, uh, you can reach your goal a lot faster. If you got two feet, if you got somebody that's working with you, if you got a whole army of feet, that's even better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's a beautiful word from your boy, Brian Renegade. Uh, listen, it's been a great show. Thank you for joining us. We will see you guys next week. Like, comment, share. And subscribe to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast on all of our platforms. Beautiful people, we bid you adieu.